broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. This is Stephanie Bell. I am joined once again by Trey Fauche of the Missouri College Republicans. Hello. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Well, are you panicked yet? There are just 10 days until Christmas. You got your shopping done? You know, I'm getting there. And we all look very (laughs) Christmassy today. We are all in our red Finally, we all remembered Hannah. <laughs> wow, Stephanie throwing shade already this and morning. And I actually have a red Christmas sweater, but we do all... We, we've missed it a couple times here, and by I think it was mostly my fault for forgetting to remind people. Um, but Hannah, we wear red on Fridays because... We remember everyone deployed, and I will throw myself under the bus. I forgot once or twice. <laughs> but, you know, New Year's resolutions, we're starting them early. Red on Fridays, don't forget. I like it. Well, Hannah, you were taking some issue yesterday with shade being thrown at Cody Schrader. You said you thought he should have been up a a lot higher on the Heisman list. Um, But big news yesterday for Cody Schrader, I think, in the sports world. I'm not exactly sure what this means, but I know people were very excited about it. Brian What's up with Cody Schrader? Well, he is he has been announced, and uh, you know they've they've tweaked it a little bit. But basically, he is a first team All American, um, and it's the first first team All American that Mizzou has had since Michael Sam Stephanie back in two thousand and thirteen. What it, about Truman State? How many of those has Truman State had? Because technically, oh, we're going to claim boy. Cody Schrader. Well, in 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 the in <laughs> they certainly certainly should because they did give him his his first chance. Obviously, that was. It, and of course, uh, the coach that did that is Greg Nesbitt, who is the former coach of, of, you know, very well was right here in Columbia at Hickman. But it is, you know, you look at his statistics and you look at everything that he has done, um, leads the SEC in rushing 1,499 yards, 13 touchdowns, nation's second leading rusher. I, I, I mean, it's phenomenal. It is a, it's a, it's, it's a huge honor for a, a Mizzou football team, a player to be on that first team. And of course, we saw the uh, schedule for next mm-hmm. fall out this week, and a lot of people um, are excited about that. And then I was even seeing some folks tweet yesterday, and I, I keep seeing the names of all of the people who've committed to Mizzou. And I know one uh, one person on Twitter said, you know, I've been covering recruiting for many, many years, and I've never really seen momentum in the recruiting space for Mizzou like this. And so we got a lot of people excited about 
um, about upcoming classes. Yeah, and, and they are. And, you know, I would just caution people that just because someone has a four or five star doesn't necessarily mean that they're always going to be a, a superstar. Oh, come it's, on, it's, Brian. Be, don't rain on our parade already. <laughs> we're, we're, we're excited. <laughs> we're excited about it. No, no doubt about it. No, I just I think you want I, I at least want to keep the expectations a little bit low. And I'll tell you why. Cody Schrader, there's this, I mean, you won't find a better running back anywhere that's ever come through here. He was a walk-on, um, you know, and we've had Gary Pinkle and, and, and Elia, both of them, they have they have coached up these players. At, I'm gonna, let's say one star, whatever whatever they are. Um, so it's great we're getting these guys, but the bottom line is um, I just I keep the expectations low and anything higher than that would be great. But I think the... The recipe, and this is straight from the coach himself. He said this himself many times, Coach Drinkwitz. The recipe is hard work, and that is what Cody Schrader has done. He should have been the Doak Walker Award winner. He wins Burlesworth, so that's that's huge. Now, a couple of local updates. So we've got a Mizzou curators meeting today, yes. and then we've got an update about roll carts, I think, Brian. But before we get to roll carts, mm-hmm. I think we need to talk to John about the bus situation down in Jeff City. But what are we expecting um, from the curators today? It's a meeting at 8 o'clock. Very short agenda. I wouldn't think it'll go very long uh it's it's one or two items and i've read the report um it is uh it's it's in front of me and basically they're looking at a selection of an architect engineering consultant for the memorial stadium improvement project uh it's it's not moon Choi that's recommended although he appointed the committee that looked into it they're looking at the dlr group for the project north concourse i know trey's been very interested in this but there's just a couple highlights really and we don't know all the details yet but they're looking at and i'll have this up on the website in a few minutes but they're look the preservation of the rock m that's even though it's listed at the bottom, that is huge with the fan base. Premium seating, multiple open-air observation deck. They're looking at retail outlets. Again, that's all the packet says. But I think this is the most interesting thing, at least to me, Trey, a new and enhanced north end zone scoreboard. And that is something that is... Oh, we, bad, we need it. Badly needed. <laughs> it really is. That scoreboard is, I'm trying, it's, I'm going to, it's probably 20 years old in some of the facets, maybe older than that as well. But that's really where it is. Um, and I don't expect we'll learn a ton of detail. This, pro, this company, by the way, has been involved, uh, Los Angeles, uh, uh Coliseum, I believe it was the Coliseum project. They've been involved in the University of Houston, TDECU Stadium, University of Louisiana as well. So they, even though they're based in Kansas City, they do work all over the country. And I was really happy to see that they're going to be preserving that Rock M. Uh, freshmen every year get out there with mops and buckets of paint to repaint the M. Yes. Every every uh, first week of school, usually, or week before, rather, called Paint the M, surprisingly enough. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> right. Stephanie, I'm going to put this up. This literally, can the camera... Can the yeah, camera pick? Go. Okay, here we go. This literally, folks, for for those of you that are on there, can and I've and forgive my notes and bad handwriting. <laughs> if uh, you're watching on YouTube <laughs> or on Facebook, Brian's got the consultant selection for Memorial Stadium improvements up. Yeah, exactly. And really, it's, it's what we have just talked about here. And then the second page, they talk a little bit, and then the third page is simply. It's going to be a roll car, a roll call, a roll. Almost said roll cart, <laughs> a roll cart. <laughs> well, then, okay, roll let's call a Freudian slip in the morning. <laughs> let's do get to that really quickly. I yeah. know we had some listeners that said I, we had a couple people say, "Why do we have to have a meeting about this?" And other people said, "I'm going to go to the meeting because I don't want any more requirements imposed <laughs> on me." 
anything come of the meeting? It was just a listening session, right, It was right, a Brian? listening session, but as, as I expected, uh, Cam Micey's story on it said residents were split over this issue. Forgive me for laughing. It's a very divisive <laughs> issue. There are several people that don't want an- another this ordinance. This makes me want to say bad words that I'm not supposed to say on <laughs> it, the Field of Friday. They, they were split on an issue that was in an open house. No but, way. But, yes, they, they were. So it, it really, this involves where they should be stored between collection days. The city council will decide whether or not they want to proceed. But either way, roll carts are happening in March. But yes, they were split over this. But that's really it in a nutshell. I don't want to hype it up. Oh, that they, that's the, I mean, look, the, the, the reporter that was there said they were split and they were based on the comments that the, they, they were on TV last night. So, uh, that's where we are. And then residents were also upset about a, uh, proposed roundabout at Fairview and Chapel Hill as well. So, uh, <laughs> it's just, that's a big issue over there. That's an issue that I covered and reported on seven or eight years ago and it's back again. I don't know why, but I am I am perturbed by roundabouts and I think Ashland, Missouri has the highest like per like, capita number oh, of roundabouts. <laughs> I was going to say that same thing. Like Ashland for such a small town has an obscene amount of roundabouts. And actually oh. it does a really good job of moving the traffic along. Hannah, if you want to talk about obscene amounts of roundabouts, uh, there's a tiny little suburb of Indianapolis called Carmel. Not that tiny, but uh, it's where like IU has their health campus and everything, just all over. the Oh place. my gosh, I, I don't think you'll find a single normal intersection. It's all roundabouts, Ugh. and it's infuriating. I'm sure we will be seeing more in our future in Missouri. Now, uh, John, there's some big bus news um, down in Jefferson City. I don't think I knew that there was a second bus company. Yeah, this is uh, Jefferson City's uh, parting company, I guess, the Jefferson City Public Schools with their longtime bus contractor for student transportation. And they're going with the firm that uh, Columbia Public Schools uses, which is Student Transportation of America. And the deal apparently is about 60 new buses and increased starting pay for drivers there. So sounds like a positive. Uh, I know Columbia, I think not too long ago, signed a big contract extension with that same firm for a better part of a million bucks. Do we know what's happening to all the folks who worked for First Student then? I I would presume, and this is my presumption, that they're going to be offered jobs with a new bunch. Okay. Because they said starting pay for drivers would go up also sign-on bonuses well and we've heard that the push for like for example for four-day school weeks and some of these other things i mean it's just been impossible to recruit um bus drivers and schools have really struggled with that so i think they would want to retain all of those folks yeah and we were talking about consensus all americans at mizzou we would be amiss i know uh brian mentioned michael sam back in gosh what 10 years ago how about jeremy macklin back in the day when he became and uh and justin smith of former Jeff City player, but I don't think he was a consensus All-American. All right. Well, yeah, some good Midmo football history. And yeah, we're celebrating. So all of the good things you have going on this Friday, let us know. Um, We love to hear what you're feeling good about this Friday. I am not feeling good that I only have 10 days left uh, for shopping. How Um, far behind are you? Like, is it bad? It's really bad. And we're going to get get ours yet. (laughs) Well, 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 I heard you guys had some fun Secret Santa stuff yesterday, so we might have to get into that. Um, But I, uh, 
I, I am getting very nervous. So, but we're going to give you some tips. I, we're going to talk stocking stuffers later and gift giving theories because I think there are different ways people approach gift giving and I think it could settle some of the like tension at the holiday time. So we'll get into that at 635. We also have, uh, Jeremy Katie of Americans for Prosperity. He'll be joining us at 710. They've got a lot of priorities for the upcoming session. So we'll be getting a preview there. Um, and then we are getting ready for our daily D rundown we got to get your take trey on debates we've got three more coming up are they even worth it we'll get into that and more next on wake up mid-missouri it's gonna be fun this is wake up mid-missouri saying whatever we want wake up mid-missouri I think this inquiry is justified. I think it should have been done long ago. He's got so many issues uh, that are clouding his presidency. He clearly would not be a great candidate for the Democrats. So Republicans, uh, we need to be ready for whoever uh, they pull out of the hat. Ron DeSantis getting us into the daily D.C. rundown. It sounds like there he wants to go head to head with Biden, but now he's pressuring Hannity saying, I want to go head to head with Trump. And as the uh, as more debates are scheduled before the 2024 primaries and um, caucuses, he is saying, hey, after his because uh, he had a good performance against Newsom. Uh, and I think he's saying, hey, I want to go head to head with Trump. Now, I don't think Trump's going to do it. No, I don't think so either. I mean, Trump has kind of not shied away from the debates. I mean, in one essence, yes, but in another, he's also kind of gained some popularity for not participating in these debates. You know, he's not being subject to the mudslinging, which we all know he can do all too well, but he hasn't had the same kind of attacks. And when people like Chris Christie are kind of stooping to stooping down to that level to, to, throw shade at him so to speak (laughs) whenever he's not even on the stage it doesn't really it doesn't touch him honestly and gosh it'd be dangerous to get on the stage with him because he's very very good absolutely well before we get into a larger debate theory we need to talk about what's going on in dc of course the house has sent an 886 billion dollar defense policy uh to biden for his signature it is really exciting i think in one way in that it does include um the biggest pay raise for troops in more than two decades and of course the military is not immune from all the pressures everyone else is feeling as far as recruitment goes we know recruitment in the military has been down um so i was glad i'm not you know it's tough for folks who want to cut spending and who want limited government. But in some ways, I think, you know, you have to keep up. And I think in this way, I think that was probably a good addition. Any thoughts there, Trey? You know, I, I 100% agree with seeing a pay raise for our troops. I'm glad that they're finally getting that through. Um, also in D.C. today, I've been watching uh, Chuck Schumer's decision to scrap the Senate's scheduled recess for this coming week, which... He's like the Grinch. 
kind of stealing is. Christmas for everybody. You know, I think this might be the first time in years that the Senate has gone later in session than Mizzou has. Wow. Yeah. No, you're right. So he is saying basically, nope, we got to keep negotiating. Negotiators want some additional bo- uh, border protections. I think they want to bring something back uh, for those seeking asylum, kind of like Title 42. Others have, you know, kind of dug in, and it doesn't really look like they've come to any sort of consensus on this. Yeah. And even with Schumer's decision to scrap the recess, it's um, important to note that Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House out of Louisiana, has indicated nothing from the House side. It looks like they're going home. They're going home. (laughs) And you can't legislate without both houses. So it's It's rough. We'll see what happens there. That that can't be a popular decision. You know, if you thought you were getting a big old Christmas break and then all of a sudden the boss is like, just kidding. Ah, Sight. All right. Well, we also so speaking of these debates that are coming up, um, we've got CNN is going to do one January 10th. Uh, Let's see which one. ABC January 18th. CNN is slating another one for January 21st. That's a lot of debates. And I'm trying to, in my mind, decide, does it matter? And this article seems to say, well, yeah, if it's like right before a caucus or a primary, it can sway people. And it's it's like fresh in their mind. But I think I, I really the first debate I was really excited about. Um, and I kind of, you know, it, it, I was like, my mind can still be changed, but are people's mind going to change in January? You know, I think they absolutely will. I mean, hmm. if you take Missouri, for example, we caucus this year as Republicans yes. instead of primarying because of the General Assembly's decision to scrap the presidential preference primary. But one of the important things is that Missouri caucuses on March 2nd, that's three days before A, Super Tuesday, and B, also my birthday. Oh, that, no, it's super <laughs> exciting. And yeah, Missouri might, I mean, I think by, I think personally by that date, we'll, we'll probably kind of know who the nominee is if we don't know already. Um, oh, 100%. I just think that Missouri is going to see at least a presidential candidate in, in Missouri this year because we are going to be the last caucus pre-Super Tuesday. So if they win here, they're going to have so much momentum going in. I like it. I like it. Well, we are going to have to spend some more time on that caucus process and making sure everyone in mid-Missouri knows the rules and knows how to participate since we're doing something a bit different this year. Um, But hey, it's Friday. So it's a feel-good Friday. Text us 573-874-9390. Let us know what you're feeling good about. We are also taking nominations for winners and losers. And we have new today slash last night someone has dropped out of the missouri ag's race (gasps) words do matter when it comes to these guys welcome to wake up mid-missouri people that i am proud to be a part of one of the most resilient strongest group of people out there that won't quit iced coffee drinkers in the winter <laughs> we see the colds and we don't care we say fill us with more when i see a person shivering and i hear the clingle clangles of the cubes because they respect the iced coffee so much let's take a vote i know that's a brother or sister of mine <laughs> i know that's <laughs> Hannah is a full-on iced coffee, <laughs> year-round crazy person. Yes, but ma'am. But not, like, particularly cold either. Like, I think... Yeah, I mean, the cold never bothered me anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
Very good. I, very good. I hate frozen with a passion. Yeah. I much prefer the cold weather to like hot, humid summer weather. I will do an iced coffee in the in the summer, but I think the, just the ice waters it down, and so you have to like chug it. And I like to just like sip and enjoy my hot coffee. So I'll do oh, hot coffee in the summer. See, that's how I am about my coffee. Like I, I like to sip on it. You and, like watered down coffee, but the pro- no. Hang on. The problem you with not drink it fast enough, Stephanie. <laughs> the problem with hot coffee for me is I don't get to drink it all before it's not hot anymore, and then it doesn't taste good. And then you just put some ice in it, and you got your ice. Coffee. No, you go. uh, <laughs> the iced coffee I drink is not the same thing as hot coffee with ice in it. It's made differently, okay. like brewed differently, like cold brew. What? I mean, yeah. I like, a, yeah, like I li- a cold brew. Yeah, I like an iced cold brew, but it takes so much coffee. If you like do it at home, it takes an enormous amount of coffee to like do cold brew. Well, and, like a lot of the drinks that I get have espresso shots and milk and so. whipped cream and frou-frou and sprinkles and yeah. whatever else. Yeah, all the stuff that that's makes not, it taste good. That's not coffee. That's called hot <laughs> pumpkin chocolate. spice. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's called hot chocolate. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to stand up for the pumpkin spice here, John. Yes. <laughs> well, that's, that's Hannah's thing this time of year. And peppermint. All right. Well, iced versus hot coffee is not the only fight breaking out in Missouri as of late. <laughs> it's the only one that matters, though, Stephanie. <laughs> well, you to text us are you an iced coffee i think i think i think i would win this vote um but text us 573-874-9390 but there was a huge twitter fight that broke out yesterday um about some news and we got uh there's been this other and i don't i mean i typically don't understand democrats i really do not understand what is happening with her ag candidate or former ag candidate sarah unsicker um she took a picture with somebody who i understand maybe to be like a holocaust denier and then she started saying a bunch of crazy stuff and the democrats stripped her of all of her committees and now i think as of late yesterday she said i'm dropping out of the ag's race um, and so, well, and I think I think she doubled down and kind of stood up for the alleged Holocaust denier too, didn't she? Something like that. She never. I don't think she apologized. Um, yeah. And, and so it's just been, um, it's been a mess, really. And I and I I don't fully understand all of the background and her personal beefs with everybody or their beefs with her. Um, but either way, um, they have other people. I mean, ultimately, is it going to matter? No, because Missouri's going to have a Republican attorney general. Um, but I always kind of like to see the Democrats in chaos. Um, and this certainly has been something that it is kind of out of the out of the character for them because they usually are in Missouri. There's so few of them. You're usually they're usually pretty united unless you're Lucas Coons and Trudy Bush Valentine. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> the um, the statement that Sarah Unsicker, the uh, AG candidate and state rep gave didn't necessarily say that. I'm dropping out. It said that she was calling on someone else to drop out. Okay, yes. And it's like, okay, but you you don't control someone else's campaign. Yeah, I think it's it's been a bizarro week, and I don't think I Absolutely. don't think we I don't think this is the end of it. So it's going to be an ongoing drama that I think we're going to have to watch. And yeah, within their caucus. Um, and and the other thing is, I think it's always fun to talk about them because we have our own drama in our own caucus. Oh, and always. That was uh the big Twitter fight yesterday. Um, of course, they've announced the caucus, formerly known as the Conservative Caucus or the Chaos Caucus. Um, or whatever you want to call them, are back as the Freedom Caucus. And this time, they're kind of under this umbrella 
of let me see if I can get the name right. Um, they're under this umbrella of the State Freedom Caucus Network. Is that right, Trey? Yeah. So that is a group of affiliates at various states, obviously, that basically model their work on the Freedom Caucus at the national level, the Freedom Caucus being the kind of right-wing members of the U.S. House of Representatives, people like Matt Gates and that group over there. Our buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds like chaos to me. Well, I know... The Missouri Freedom Caucus is the 12th so state so far to join their uh, little network there, and it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, and folks were immediately on Twitter pointing out, like, well, what do you guys stand for? Because apparently Mike Moon wasn't initially accepted and it, the people were looking at the pictures kind of like, what what issues are we going to be, you know, take the freedom stance on? And what do you stand for? And Caleb Rowden was one to say, and I, let me see if I can grab his tweet. He he tweeted out and that set out a firestorm um, because he's he, been getting into it lately on uh, Twitter. He really has. And, you and know, his, yeah, his his tweet was something to the extent of it's interesting that education was not a benchmark set yeah. by this group. He whenever said, school choice is such a huge issue this session. He said, I agree that education choice is the defining conservative issue of this generation. It is the most important, quote unquote, freedom we are fighting for and so he's like if the freedom caucus doesn't stand for educational freedom why why like that's ridiculous um and but immediately there were folks like i guess who work in this national network from dc that were then criticizing caleb on twitter and like all the twitter dc people were like how dare you talk about educational freedom so anyway what we do anticipate so i suspect you know that is not a good way to enter the uh upcoming legislative session um, because there was a lot of infighting about that. And then what we are hearing is that the Freedom Caucus plans to focus on a few issues, um, an initiative petition reform, I think, yep. and then spending, which are, cons- I don't know that initiative petition reform is a conservative issue, but certainly reigning in spending is. Oh, in Missouri, I sure, I, I think that initiative petition reform certainly counts as a conservative issue. I mean, if you look at how bloated our state constitution is, really trimming that out i don't think there's a single republican that i know at least who would oppose at least some mild forms of initiative petition reform Mm, i think it breaks down i mean yeah right now it looks a little bit um conservative versus liberal but i think at the same time it really breaks down on rural versus urban i think that's where you've really heard people um really heard people that are uh, that are feeling like they're not represented is you know if you don't have to collect signatures in every county or you know for brian likes to bring up with marijuana it was only really approved in the cities and so you really got rural folks who happen to be conservatives that are saying you know our voices aren't being heard speaking of gathering signatures for a petition have i whined enough about what happened to me at the dmv on monday yet no yeah (laughs) did they make fun of your iced coffee no they didn't do that (laughs) I had to go to the DMV for two things, which is bad enough, right? Like <laughs> you were already having a bad day. Yeah, I would rather go. I would rather go to the dentist than the DMV. Uh, okay. Honestly, yes. But I needed to title a car, and I needed to change my last name, which I've heard changing your last name at the DMV is terrible, right? I mean, all around terrible. I rem- yeah. you have to carry around a marriage certificate for yep. like two years. Yeah. So I was already like not looking forward to it. Was having a bad day 
And who do I see at the entrance to the DMV? Sarah Unsicker. It's a dude with a clipboard. (laughs) Oh, no. A dude with a clipboard standing outside the DMV. Like blocking your entrance. Pretty much. And he wasn't a coach of any sort. I mean, in (laughs) fairness, there are limited spaces by what like where you can do this activity no 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 don't don't take this guy's <laughs> i would rather see him at the dmv than on my front porch like he was a couple weeks ago <laughs> okay that's true but going like doing it at the dmv is so mean and spiteful because the dmv is not a place that you can just fully avoid makes right? a bad day worse yeah you're going to the dmv because you have like a task to accomplish that you can't accomplish anywhere else and, and maybe so, they're hoping, like, you're so stressed that you'll just be like, just get out of my face, whatever, sign it. Pretty much. So <laughs> the petition was for raising Missouri's minimum wage. Yes. And, and did you the, sign it? I looked at him and I said, no, thanks, man. And he was cool. He's like, okay, thank you. See, the guy on my porch was, like, combative. So you must have got a nicer guy than it must have not been the same guy. Yeah, I mean, he was fine, but I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, there's a special place in hell for people who camp outside the DMV with a clipboard. Exactly. It's one of those deals you expect to encounter those people outside the big box store or the grocery store. But, But like you said, the... DMV, where everybody's got a negative mindset? I don't think you could get much takers for anything there. Well, y'all just get ready, because the other place they're going to be hanging out, and I can already tell you this, is when we have municipal elections in April, they will often be at the polling places, because a lot of folks will be, and those are all usually, well, they all should be registered voters, and so that's a favorite of them. So um, be on the lookout. I have not heard of any petition that is currently, and feel free to correct me if you know different, I have not heard of any petition that has been actually out there circulating that I would put my name on. And so right now, people have been asking me, I saw a petition. And I'm like thinking, there, right now, it's a decline to sign on everything. Because it's maybe the abortion petition. I mean, they've ta- I haven't seen it out, out in the wild circulating yet. And then I know the minimum wage one is out there, which is a for sure no for me. Yeah, there was one that was rumored at the end of last session. The um, General Assembly didn't pass a a bill on sports gambling, sports wagering, and VLTs and the gray machines and everything. There was rumors of the big three uh, sports groups in Missouri. So the Cardinals, the Blues, the KC Chiefs, the maybe the Royals would have gotten involved to have actually done permitted sports gambling under the initiative petition process, which I think would have passed, but it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah, I think come are, this session. I think there are like over a hundred petitions that are technically approved for circulation. The only one I've seen in the wild is minimum wage, but I'd love for you, if you've seen a different one, let us know. Um, but Sam is uh, calling us about the, he has thoughts on minimum wage. Sam, welcome Hey, in. I have Good morning. I have an observation. I mean, obviously, we have a minimum wage now, and if it goes up, here's my question. Uh, for employers who have um, employees who identify as they, them, would they get to pay then? I mean, let's face it. When you identify as they, that's more than one. Are they paid double? Are they expected double? I'm real confused. I went to Lowe's, and a young lady waited on me, and she had you know the big name tag, and it said they, them. And she went back to retrieve something I'd ordered, and another associate came up and said, can I help you? I said, no, thank you. I said, apparently I have at least two people working on it now. (laughs) Thanks for your call, Sam. I do, as a grammar person myself, I do have a problem with the plural. I just, it's, it's a hard thing, and I think when you're trying to do the right thing and say the right things, I've never been able to 
do the plural. It just doesn't work in my mind. Well, well I had a good take on it, though, that he's got two people working to go <laughs> retrieve his order. You know? <laughs> well, I've always said I can much better understand feeling like you're the opposite gender than feeling like you're no gender at all. Or both. Or both, yeah. That's See, I just feel bad for people like that because, you know, they are only ever going to be paid half of what their uh, <laughs> what they're worth. Male, male or female colleagues could be paid. We're doing some complicated math this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Well, we promised we would give you some tips for Christmas, whether it be what you hope you're going to get in your stocking or what your gift-giving theory should be. I kind of want to hear what y'all out there in Mid-Missouri are doing, and maybe I'll adopt a new practice. That's up next on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Their words are their responsibility. What you think, that's on you. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell on your Feel Good Friday here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Trey Fauché. Ahoy. Producer Hannah. Hello. John Marsh. Good morning. And Brian Houseworth around here somewhere. Well, if you are hoping, what do you ask for from Santa for your stocking? Like, what do you really hope on Christmas morning shows up in that stocking? And what A normally- three-bedroom, two-bath house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to fit. Hey, uh, you, I will say, stocking. you don't know how big the stocking is. There you go. That's I, true. Well, if you wake up Christmas morning and your stocking is full of nerds, you're not going to be the only one. I saw this stat this the week. Candy and or I people? Was, um, candy. Okay. <laughs> I was totally stunned. Um, and I think this is y'all's fault for being Gen Z because I'm not out here eating nerds like every day or buying them a lot. I, I probably I had some yesterday. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. I'm it's sorry. You. All right. Well, this is so incredible. So nerds just purchased a Super Bowl commercial and their sales have gone from 50 million in 2019 to 500 million that's 6x can i tell you what it probably is it's the nerd cluster yes okay <laughs> they are the bomb.com i don't eat a lot of candy but nerds clusters man i cannot get away from them nerds ropes uh, too right I, yeah. i'm guilty of enjoying oh, those as well ner- myself i've not tried them should i get some we should have i should have got some for this morning um i may or may not have some in my car <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I want. You're gonna have to go out on break and bring some back in for okay. us. All right. So sales of nerds, you don't get any though because you're hating. No, but. I'm not. Well, sales of nerds gummy clusters grew 67 percent just this year. And how are they doing this? How do they? I mean, that is huge. 50 million to 500 million. Uh, they boosted their manufacturing capacity by 360 percent, but they also tripled their marketing budget. I wonder how much of that tripled marketing budget got spent on this new Super Bowl ad for nerds. Um, but I think that's just an incredible story. I mean, I remember eating nerds when I was a kid, but like just this, I mean, there's different things I think that have had these like recent revivals, Stanley Cups, for instance. Um, and I just think it's so fascinating. Like you're, you exist forever and then all of a sudden you go viral. Um, and it, apparently, according to Hannah, it's because of one really good product. Like nerds clusters. Like, I grew up liking the nerds ropes, and this is basically 
that, but I, chopped into smaller pieces. See, I grew up with the, um, right. just like the normal nerds. Yeah, like the teeth-breaking, crunchy, like almost Pop Rock type thing. And it's yeah. funny because I'm not a huge fan of those, but the clusters, for whatever reason, yeah. See, I, I was the kind of kid who, and unfortunately, my midsection kind of shows it now, I'm the kind, I was the kind of kid who would open the box and then just dump the entire yeah, thing. Like in a shooter, like a shot. <laughs> exactly. Nerd shot. Oh, for sure. Those little boxes. And then they had the nerds that were uh, two different flavors in one box, so you had to open both ends to get the... Oh, oh I forgot remember the, about those, John. Oh, and they John? had like the little like pink tab. And, <laughs> pink and gray. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen those in a million years. Look at us bridging generational divides. This <laughs> on nerds. nerds. <laughs> so now I'm going to, yeah, so now I am going to ask Santa for some nerds clusters in my stocking. I always well, love to Well, call me get... Santa Claus because I'll go get some in this next news break. Well, the, you better hope you don't get the Sour Patch Kids lumps of coal instead, <laughs> though, you know? Right. Well, the other thing I know one year, I was like, you know what? Honestly, if I woke up and my stocking was just full of iPhone chargers, it would be a dream come true. <laughs> yeah, but you also need the Apple Watch charger and computer chargers. And, yeah, all of the chargers. See, for me, it's always going to be good pens. Oh, yeah. I am and a you're sucker for good pens. By the way, Hannah, you are not getting this pin back. I am obsessed. Great. It's mine now also. So, is this my Christmas present? You and Randy Tobler, I, I tell you. I love it. Thank you. All right, we do have to get into gift-giving theories, but up next, we're going to have Jeremy Katie from Americans for Prosperity.